Friday, January 19. I am your host, Vinny Joe, coming to you live from the DK Pebbles Studio. I think I found the name. <laughs> Let's see if you smile high. Um, to uh, this later on on the download. I have to understand how valuable your time is, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Hit the follow button so you can join us live sometime. I'm here with Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.45 a.m. I have not stand at time, and I have the best the line last night it's great 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 movie if you've never seen it before um so i'm going to be following um later on in the music segment um finishing that soundtrack to walk the line johnny cash songs um and additional johnny cash songs to um fill the blank spots there so it's it'll be good it'll be good so it is currently um here in denver 14 and mostly cloudy partly cloudy uh, partly sunny skies are saying partly cloudy um, well, I guess partly sunny, partly cloudy. And the high will be 27. It's the wind. It's just that wind. It wouldn't be that bad of the wind. So, um, for my well and family, 23 says light snow. Um, it says high of 23. You're under um, a winter snow advisory, I guess. Snow accumulations. Five to 10 centimeters and reduced visibility in the snow so don't drive if you don't have to and then for my friend pp who has me but well i'll say it later when other people are in here but if you're listening on the download podbean podcast nation um look them up um, and give follow um, so it is currently 23 it says in light snow um and you're under a winter weather advisory until Saturday um, around 10 a.m. Um, so additional snow accumulations, two to four inches. Wow, it looks like winter is there. And then for my beautiful friends in Arizona, Tucson, 42 and clear. Um, there will be mostly sunny skies, the highest of six. Phoenix, um, brothers, 13, 46 and most cloudy. And there will be mostly sunny skies, a high of 75. And lastly, me, Eichel, um, light snow, snow forecasted um, throughout the day, a high of 31. So, as you guys all know, I like to start the day with the word of the day and a quote of the day. Um, you need these words of encouragement that might be able to brighten your day. So today, it's more of a, like, it's self-centered. So we don't want to be this. So we're going to talk about something we don't want to be. 
um, self-centered. Um, be, being self-centered means having a single-minded focus on oneself and one's own needs, desires, preferences, or problems. Um, quotes that I have today, I have one. People that truly love us are aware and concerned about our happiness in our life. People that are self-centered want us around to make them happy. And that is a quote by Shannon Thomas of Self-Link Counseling. So what does it mean to be um, absorbed or self-centered? Um, if we take a look at the word self-centered, we need to understand that self-centered or absorbed person, people tend to be focused on themselves and show um, no consideration for others. I don't I do not want y'all to get confused with self-care. That differs. Self-care involves protecting your peace, taking care of your health and your mental health, knowing your limits, learning to deal with stressors in your life, and how to set boundaries around them so that, again, you take care of yourself. Um, Self-care is also personal growth. That's completely different. Um, Now, being self-centered, is not even close to any of that stuff. Um, Self-centered people come very close to being narcissists. And I know we hear that word a lot lately, and I don't know if it's because they feel more comfortable now just coming out. A lot of them are behind keyboards, um, but a lot of times you deal with them at workplaces too. Places that you work, and then sometimes you have people like that in your bullet. Um, a lot of the behavior of a narcissist are the same with a self-centered person. They are very entitled, manipulative, controlling, and have lack of empathy or any concern for others. The empathetic requires one to put themselves in another person's shoes and to understand their feelings. Self-centered people um, cannot, or for a narcissist, will not things from another person's point of view in order to be able to be empathetic. Holy cow, like I said, it just seems like there's someone it just seems like we're surrounded by people like that. Um, so here are some of the things um, that the self centered um, absorb narcissists do. That type of people they do. Um, they can come across as charming and, you, and use you to get what they want. Are people so um, ignorant that they don't see that they're being used um, for another person's gain? I don't know. Or are they just, or are some of them just as self-centered because they have learned how to use the user to get their own personal gain? It's like a game, you know what I mean? It's like a game that people like. Either way, the current state of humanity is not. It's they make everything a competition. People try to either one up you or down you, depending on the situation. Um, you know what one up you means. I'm downing you. Uh, I'm still learning this one, you know, 
if the person just sent me or do they want your advice or less? Um, but I think that if you've gone through something, I don't think that when your heart is right, I don't think you're trying to somebody. So I think that's a good thing. Um, so I'm trying my hardest to understand how to handle situations like that with Alright, we're gonna move on. Um, they use manipulation to get their way. If someone cares about you, they would not constantly exhibit manipulative manipulation, emotional manipulation, or controlling behavior. Um, this is where you want to look out for other signs of um, self-centered gaslighting check you know check are they doing that check emotional abuse check check you know um you decide to express a concern um you have with their behavior when they find the concern back from you big warning sign and um, they are very good at masking their selfishness there are many ways that self-centered person can mask their self-centeredness they have learned the right way to say things, the right way to get exactly what they want. Um, you know, how to tailor a conversation to bring it right back onto them. Um, and oh damn, if you have had this in your life and dare to say something, um, you need to be forewarned that a lot of times when, it, when people get so, when they're really, really bad at, or they're really, really good at being like this, um, just be forewarned. Um, it won't go easy. They, they, you'll get pushback from that person. And remember, they do not know how to fully understand because, again, they are self-centered. They don't understand a lot of the times what they're doing. Some of them. Some of them. Um, you know, you can honestly try to say something and they will push back. So just be strong on your on your what you want in your life and how you want to protect yourself. That's the most important thing is protecting your peace. So uh, from self-absorbed people to full-blown narcissism, the bottom line is if someone treats you like this, strains your energy and shows no concern for you or your concerns or your loved ones, anything like that, however hard it may be to cut them out of your life sometimes that's necessary for the sake of your own well-being i'm not saying all the time i'm not telling you just to cut people out of your life but sometimes it's necessary so protect your peace you got this i believe in you i don't know what happened to the music but it was kind of loud anyway so here it goes so comcast came out yesterday and since I was complaining about them, um, I, I will have to say, and I did say that that one girl, May, was very, very nice um, and helpful. And she actually got somebody to um, call me back and then have somebody come out, even though it was working at the time. Because if it's working, they don't like to send somebody out. It's when it's not working, they want to send somebody out. And I'm like, okay. So they sent Rocky out yesterday and Rocky came out and he said, see, the motive is right next to where I'm podcasting. So I shouldn't really have a problem with getting reception and stuff. And he said that the wiring was bad for one thing, the wiring um, in this room and going outside. Hi, Mike. Hi, Michael. Um, he said the wiring was bad, so he fixed that. But now I can hear staticking. I don't know if that's um, popping or if it's this. 
But he also said that, um, I don't know, he was talking tech words that I had no idea what he was saying, something about some mountain and you put this thing here and it's supposed to tell you how good the signal is and it goes really, really high and then it goes and it drops really super low. And so he went outside and he said that it's the main, it's something coming from the main, 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 um, I don't even know. He says it's like a couple blocks away. He says it's something coming from that box to the box out front in our cul-de-sac that it's like really super small. And so once again, he said, since we have service, um, it could take two to three days for them to come out. If we didn't have service, they would try to make it the same day. So he said, they'll come out and he said, we won't, they don't need to come to the house, any of that stuff. It's all done out there. But if it's something that needs to be done in the ground, it might have to wait for, you know, the ground to unfreeze before they're able to do anything. So at least we knew it wasn't just me touching the wrong thing or something. I knew it was the internet, but it was just like, it would go out, you know, and then you call and then they're able to restart it and it takes forever or, you know, so at least we figured some of it out. All right. So now, um, since Mike's here, we can do the joke of the day. All right. All right. So I have two of them for you. Here's your corny joke of the day. What do you call a woman who sets fire to all her bills? Bernadette. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> all right, here's another one. <laughs> what do you call a group of rabbits backing up? A receding hairline. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Those are so dumb. <laughs> but anyway, there's your jokes of the day for you. I got Mike to laugh. <laughs> All right. So if you see Mr. Um, Sir Duke of the Duke James Club Velvet, today's his birthday. Wish him a happy birthday. Um, I know he had a show going on earlier. Um, so we go wish him a happy birthday if you see him. Um, I already talked about, we're going to be, uh, we did watch the line and we talked about BP's pod being podcast nation. Um, oh, this next one. Um, oh, it's on my phone. Um, all right. So, uh, I guess Polly Shore is going to be playing, um, hey, 4Q, how are you? He's going to be playing Richard Simmons in a they're calling it a biopic, but Richard Simmons is not happy about it. He's like, he didn't, they didn't ask him. He said he would have never picked Polly Shore to play him. Um, he's not happy. Let's see if this will play. We'll probably play right after this commercial for Timu. This morning, reclusive fitness icon Richard Simmons issuing a rare statement after word that a biopic about his life will soon be released. I just love myself, every part of myself, 
the 75-year-old saying on Facebook, Hi, everybody. You may have heard they may be doing a movie about me with Pauly Shore. I have never given my permission for this movie, so don't believe everything you read. I no longer have a manager, and I no longer have a publicist. I just try to live a quiet life and be peaceful. Thank you for all your love and support. Simmons rose to stardom in the 80s with his sweating to the oldies aerobics videos. His eccentric, energetic personality made him a favorite guest on talk shows. If this doesn't bring the cops, I don't know what will. But in 2014, Simmons withdrew from public life, cutting off contact with friends. Soon, rumors began to circulate that he was being held at his home against his will. Simmons addressed those rumors during a phone interview in 2016. No one is holding me in my house as a hostage. I just sort of wanted to be a little bit of a loner for a while. I just really don't want to do anything. You know? Yesterday, it's kind of sad that they just won't leave him alone. The court jester with comedian Pauly Shore playing Simmons, a feature film also starring Shore. And he looks terrible. It looks totally like a wig. Well, we would love to have Simmons involved. We respect his desire to privacy and plan to produce a movie that honors him, celebrates him, and tells a dramatic story. The short film premieres Friday at the Sundance Film Festival. Hi, everyone. George. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I kind of feel bad for him. Just because, like I said, he just kind of wants to be left alone. And um, and then, I don't know. I guess anybody can do anything they want. I mean, I, I, I don't know the rules. I guess they can just make a movie about him and he has no say. Um, except for what he said. So um, go see it if you want or, or not. <laughs> um, so uh, did you guys hear? Oh, dang it. Stupid stupid thing was telling me um i'll try to remember everything that's on here it was telling me that it's um a bad site or something i don't know um there was a night there's a, there was this cruise that was going on um and now it won't let me bring it up nine month long world cruise that hit is by wild claims that it's home for rampant underground swingers community after signs are spotted on board. So there was this nine month long cruise. Gosh, darn it. Why won't it come up? Um, that, um, these people paid to go on and the cabins were really cool. The lady who, uh, uh, let's see if it's going to say, okay. Daily mail, um, Anita and Lee. Um, it says, <laughs> <laughs> that they're, um, they have like their front, you know, I guess it reminds me of my grandma. Remember when I would go see my grandma when she was in not really some parts of it, we were nursing home and other parts weren't, they were more like little apartments and that all of the older people had their front doors to their place decorated. You know, they had signs or welcome, you know, all this stuff on the front of their door. Well, one of the things for, um, on the door that you got when you were, uh, I guess when you, um, paid and you got your room, you get you, there's a pineapple <laughs> and, um, honey, we need to talk to Nick B. Welcome. Um, and as if you know, and I only know this because of hearing, I'm not a swinger y'all. <laughs> I'm not, I promise. Um, I've heard this on, on the radio and stuff and, and in Colorado, um, Highlands Ranch, Colorado. Um, there was this one community that's supposed to be, um, it's, it's a, um, it's like a condo apartment community, huge, 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 uh, 
and they're supposed to be really known for swingers out there. So I know that pineapples are supposed to be, <laughs> they're supposed to be a symbol for you get, you get down with the swinging, I guess. I don't know if there's any swingers in here. Hey, hey, South Oz, man, are you a swinger? <laughs> so let me see if this will come up. Nine month cruise. Um, so anyway, um, when you, when you, or, paid to go on this nine month cruise, one of the things you got was uh, a pineapple that you could put on your door. And um, if it'll come up, uh, shoot. Um, <laughs> it's just so funny. I want you to hear this lady. Um, nine month swingers. So I'll put swingers cruise and see what it says. Swingers cruise. <laughs> Uh, rock the boat. It says rock the boat. Nine month long world cruise is hit by wild claims that it's home to rampant underground swingers community. That is the one I'm talking about right there. <laughs> Let's see um, if it has Miss Ad and it's not Anita. It's a Adita, Adita and um, Lee. Uh, who went on this cruise and she says that she loves pineapples. Let me see if they, oh, this one doesn't have the video. The room, the rooms, if you've ever gone on a cruise before, I went on a cruise only once with my, um, with the kid's grandma and the room is so tiny. These ones are really big. Oh, here, here, let's see if this plays. I think it's taken me somewhere else. Oh, TikTok. So it's on TikTok. So this is my cabin on the World Cruise. It's cabin 8500. And it's an ultra spacious family. It's not a suite. It's an ultra spacious it's family. A, it's pretty big to uh, get a, a lot room. of swinging done on. It actually has two bedrooms. This is the main bedroom. Huge big window. We are right on the front of the ship. It's a huge window above the master bed. There's a really big closet. It is really big. With shelves. I let my husband have this closet. We Aww, got lucky. She's so nice. We have our world map so we can mark off every place that we're going. And if you turn. Right. Uh, okay, now it's not going to let me get out of TikTok. I want to go back and see if, when she's talking about how she loves pineapples. She has, pi oh, and then she has videos that she takes, like she goes on walks around the room, around the, the ship for exercise. And there, I guess the pineapple has to be upside down. And if it's upside down, that's the sign that you're a swinger. So don't be hanging at your pineapples upside down, guys, because, uh, well, I mean, unless you're into that. But she has a video of the upside down pineapples when she's on her walk. She's like, oh, my gosh, it really is. They really do do this. Um, but there was a video and I'm not, I'm not seeing it. She's sitting there because now she after she sent the video that she was taking of her room and stuff to she put it on TikTok and sent it to family. And they were like, do you know that that's, there's swingers there, you know, <laughs> those are swingers. And she's like, oh no, I thought they just like pineapples like me. And she, because she has pineapple earrings and a pineapple necklace and a pineapple pin and all these pineapples all around her. So anyway, um, 
<laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but I guess, I mean, it's nine months on a cruise, right? <laughs> so um, I guess you got to be careful. Hey, Davidson, welcome where you're going. Uh, so anyway, that's um, the nine month cruise. Polly Shore playing Richard Simmons. Um, this one's kind of controversial. Um, I'll I'll put just throw it out there and for other people. Hi, Roya, who might want to talk about this. South Osman or somebody else, um, <clears throat> because it can get pretty controversial. It's it's a in Oklahoma, Oklahoma, where the winds come sweeping down the plain. Um, they are there's a representative out there that is going to wants to pass a bill or filed to pass a bill. We'll see if it gets passed. Um, that they are not going to have. Um, he doesn't want fur furries at school. Um, I can see. You know, and he's not talking about little kids coming with the little, little ears, you know, the little headband ears. He's talking about full-blown costume furries where there are, these individuals are actually like growling or hissing at other kids at school and causing distractions and stuff. So I can see, um that point of it, but I'm going to leave it at that for somebody else, um, to talk about that topic, but, um, kind of crazy. All right. We are going to start with, uh, this day in music history. Welcome everybody. Um, before I start with the music, um, I want to do more music, um, on this day in music history. Uh, let's get in here. And then on this day, a lot of deaths on this day. Um, a lot of, uh, great artists like this one. Um, on January 19th, 2020, R&B, American singer, musician, Robert Palmer died at the age of 89. He was best known for his 1966 hit, Barefootin'. He played with most of his New Orleans musicians, including Fats Domino, Irma Thomas, and Huey Piano Smith. Um, this is one of my favorites from him. Great. Provincy, welcome. It's not your own. Heart sweats. Body shrieks. What it makes. You can't sleep. You can't eat. Just look out. You're empty. You're tight. Yeah, Robert Palmer. Sad. All right. So again, then another, um, we're going to talk about another death. There's a lot of him on this day. So, um, but they're worth talking about because they were good artists. Um, on this day in 2018, um, uh, Los Angeles County medical examiners announced that Tom Penny had died accidentally from a mixed drug, um, overdose combination of fentanyl, oxycodone, 
acetaminophen and um, distal something um, fentanyl. I don't know what the heck that is. God, to have all of these drugs in your body, plus Xanax um, and another antidepressant, two different um, antidepressants. Petty's wife and daughter said um, he had multiple medical problems, including emphysema, knee difficulties, most significantly a fractured hip. The statement reads, um, it is our feeling that the pain was simply unbearable and was the cause for the overuse of medications. We feel confident that this was, as the coroner found, an unfortunate accident. It's sad, you know, um, I'm going to, uh, sweet potato, okay. Hi, Annie girl, welcome. Um, I just posted, can I call you potato? Um, well, my name is Dina Joe. <laughs> you can call me Dina Joe or DJ. Um, potato? Okay. <laughs> um, back to Tom Petty and with pain. Um, I've just posted uh, a little 17 um, minute segment, um, new segment from the Dina Joe podcast called Squats and Thoughts. Um, and it's about my life story with pain um and how i kind of have been leaning and going away from um typical medical st i still see doctors but i look more into exercise mental health su supplements and things like that instead of just let's pop a pill to make everything better kind of a deal so it's out there if you want to listen to it but chronic pain is something that if you've never dealt with in your life um yeah, you kind of have to have a little bit of empathy for people um, and understand possibly what they're going through. Yeah, you know what? It does. Um, crazy lady says, smoke weed, that's my cure. And and she she has a story too. If you've never heard, I'll let her tell it. But she does have a story and has gone through a lot. And she's one that you can, she's very intelligent and she's not, a pot, smoky, weedy, stupid person like people tend to think people who smoke um, are. And um, that's something that they need to get over too. It's not like that. There are plenty of people out there that um, use it for cancer, for uh, being sick to their stomachs and not being able to have it controlled. A lot of the medication that you get from doctors all have, you hear the commercials? Oh, by the way, you'll have this side effect, this side effect, this side effect, this side effect, this, it could cause this, it can cause that, all that kind of stuff. So um, be compassionate with other people um, that are going through things or that you might not know that they are going through things. All right, so, um, this young lady, I love this song. This is a great song. Um, uh, Alanis Morissette's former business manager admitted stealing over $7 million from the singer and other celebrities. Jonathan Swartz was charged with fraud over claims he transferred the singer's money into his own accounts while initially confronted um, about theft. Mr. Swartz lied and said he had invested the money in an illegal marijuana growing business. Alana Morissette. 
not really into conflict resolution, or seeing both sides of every equation, or having an uninterrupted conversation. Ace of Spades, welcome. Good to see you. Yeah, and uh, like Crazy Lady says, um, she can't, uh, she has seizures um, from a motorcycle accident and she can't have them, can't stop having them. And for her, smoking marijuana helps. So, I mean, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to judge her for that. I mean, I, I'm not going to judge her for that. It's not, it's to me, it's, this is a whole nother thing too. I, I don't believe, yes, it can be addicting to some people, just like other things can be addicting to some people, but I don't, I personally don't feel it is as dangerous as other things out there. If you have a personality that has an addictive tendency, I think it could be dangerous for you, but um, I don't know. I mean, I think that I've heard so many ways that it helps people that have to deal with sickness and pain and cancer and other things that are suffering. So that's where my sympathy comes in. I don't know. I mean, it just, I mean, when there's, I, I don't know. It's that was a, that's a hard one for people to, to, uh, stand behind. So not me. I'm going to stand behind you, crazy lady. All right. We're going to move on to, um, Aerosmith. Let's see. This is the year 2011. Aerosmith singer Steven Tyler made his debut appearance as a judge on American Idol during the premiere of the show's 10th season, replacing Simon Cowell alongside Randy Johnson and fellow new judge Jennifer Lopez, he didn't, um, he didn't inform any of the members of Aerosmith that he was going to do this. I had no idea. I didn't know that he was on there. Thank you, Bam Bam. I had no idea he was on there. Them, we're trying to play all these songs. They're good. So that was 2011. We're going to move all the way down to the year 2007. And we're going to move on to these guys. In 2007, Kane, singer, songwriter, and former Mamas and the Papa singer, Denny Dorchy, died at the age of 66 in his home near Toronto, Canada, after a short illness. The group scored their 1966 number one U.S. hit and number two U.K. hit, Monday, Monday. Um, Doherty started his music career in 1956 with a band called the Hipsters. Oh my gosh, I almost said the Herpsters. The Hipsters in 1963 established a friendship with Cass Elliott when she was in the band called The Big Three. Denny Doherty. 
Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, you are. I know you are. <laughs> Mama's and the Papa's. Great band. All right. So next on this day, and when is this one? Um, not, 2006. Wilson Pickett, um, who's best known for the song. American soul singer Wilson Pickett died again, another death in the hospital near his Ashburn, Virginia home of a heart attack at the age of 64. It just seems so young, too. Um, Pickett recorded the soul classic Mustang Sally. Everybody needs somebody to love. And in the midnight hour, plus Pickett scored 15 other U.S. top 40 singles. Wilson Pickett. Now, isn't this one of the songs that um uh the Blues Brothers covers too? Am I wrong? Oh, thanks, Bam Bam. I like this song. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to what time is it? Okay, I got a couple more to go to. Um, another death, um, blue suede shoes. Um, this is by Elvis, of course, by Carl Perkins. Um, wrote it. Um, he died at the age of 64 of throat cancer in 1989. He wrote the classic rocks and blue suede shoes. The first record by Sun Records to sell a million copies. The song was recorded, of course, by Elvis, the Beatles, Jimi Hendrix, Johnny Cash. Paul McCartney claimed that if there were no Carl's Perkins, there would be no Beatles. Oh, let me check something real quick. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Is that you, Mike Shoveling? <laughs> he just showed me, sent me a picture of somebody shoveling, so is that you? <laughs> All right. I'm going to stop right there and bring up um, the Walk the Line uh, music because there is a lot to um, go over with that. And again, if you haven't seen that movie, um, 
Uh, the first song that I start off with is actually done by Tyler Hilton, who plays Elvis Presley in the movie. It's a great, 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 great movie to see. Um, it's his earlier life um, in the beginning of his uh, relationship with um, June Carter Cash. It doesn't go much past that. Um, I wonder if there's more out there that do, uh, but it is worth your time to see. It was really, really, really good. So the first song that I have, um, again, um, is Elvis, That's All Right, Mama. Um, this is more about the song because um, I don't remember when in, in the scene, it was actually what scene it was played. So Elvis recorded That's All Right, Mama as a gift for his mother during his first recording sessions at Sun Records in Memphis. Maybe that's when it was um, played because they do have a lot of scenes where he's um, in the record um, studio. Um, the song was originally written and performed by Arthur Curdup during a break between recordings. Elvis began improvising, um, an up tempo version of the song and was soon joined by Scotty Moore on guitar, um, Bill Black on bass and producer Sam Phillips was impressed by, um, Elvis's unique sound and invited him back to the record. Um, it had to have been, it wasn't what we watched last night. It was the first night we watched it, um, when they were in the record studio and he would go there and he would play, um, mostly gospel songs. And, um, it was, uh, the producer was like, Nope, we can't, you know, that everybody's doing that. You need to be different. And they just started playing songs. And so, um, well, no, I'm sorry. I'm talking about, I'm confusing. <laughs> Skip that. <laughs> Here's that's all right, Mama. I was confusing. I'm confusing that story with um, Johnny Cash's. Right, it sounds so similar. Because the same thing happened to Johnny Cash. He was in the studios and he was playing gospel music, and the producer didn't. Um, whoever was in there didn't like it, and so they started improvising and started playing. Um, different songs. Sorry, guys. I will admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> now you got to watch the movie. <laughs> but it does show his relationship kind of with all these different artists when they were all starting. They were all starting around the same time. Thank you. Thank you, Lazzy. Thank you, VP. Thank you, Bam Bam. And this guy, that's yeah, that's Tyler Hilton right now. That's all right. Um, he, I think he did a great job. Most of these people in this did. Um, all right, the second song I have is um, Reese, Reese Witherspoon, Jukebox Blues. Um, she plays June Carter. Um, Jukebox Blues is the country music song performed by June Carter Cash, originally released in 1953. 
on Columbia Records. The song was written um, by Cash's mother, Maybell um, Carter, and Cash's sister, Helen Carter. The song was one of Cash's few hits. Each stranza of the song has the same melody, followed by a short instrumental interlude played by instruments referred to as the previous stanza. Um, in the 2005 um Walk the Line jukebox blues was actually sung well. They were all sung. Reese Ritherspoons didn't think she could sing. And um, as Bam Bam put it, he thinks she can sing a lot better. She does it than um, Jim Cardcast. But I do think she's a great singer. Both of them are. All of them are. Here she is, Reese Witherspoon's jukebox blues. She got that twang. Hey, Lou Rock. Hey, Lou Rock, how you doing? I told him I'm going to start to sound like that pretty soon once I move to Alabama. You hang in there, mister. You got this. I know you do. There's a guy in there with an old tin horn and a feller on an old banjo. And the man on the fiddle, he wasn't no slouch, he'd really drugged it low. Was that you out there shoveling? <laughs> Are you going to go out there and shovel? <laughs> This is actually, because some of them I couldn't find walking, um, doing them, um, so I had to put the Johnny Cash ones in. But this one is actually um, Joaquin Phillips and Reese Witherspoon um, both singing. Uh, it ain't me, babe. Johnny Cash was a big fan of Bob Dylan's music, and he was particularly drawn to It Ain't Me, Babe. Cash's version of the song was released in 1964 and quickly became a hit. Cash's um, interpretation of the song added a new dimension to the lyrics, emphasizing the message of individualism and independence. Here they are, Joaquin Phillips, Reese Witherspoon, It Ain't Me, Babe. Welcome, Mick D. Oh, seven. Good to see ya. I'm not the one you want, babe. I'm not the one you need. You say you're looking for someone. Welcome, D H J K R X K K. Oh, I'm so glad to have you here from Ireland. I'm in Colorado. Good to have you, my friend. 
Joaquin Phoenix, excuse me, and Reese Witherspoons. It ain't me, babe. If I've been saying his name wrong this whole time, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to go back and listen. It ain't me, babe, from the movie Walk the Line. Oh dear God. Okay, <laughs> the next one is Home of the Blues. I'm sung by Joaquin Phoenix. Um, it is the B-side to Give My Love to Rose. The song is an autobiographical account of Cash's unpleasant childhood. Cash has attributed um, his inspiration for this song as home of the blues record shop at Beale Street in Memphis, Tennessee, where um, which operated um, from late 1940s until 1970s. He used to hang out there, buy records, and meet other musicians, um, including the owner uh, Ruben Cherry, um, home of the blues, Joaquin Phoenix, <laughs> Tina. <laughs> Why'd that guy want to call me a potato, by the way? Do I look like a potato? relationship his dad was so so mean to him up until the end 
of the movie. Um, it seems like his dad finally is maybe changing um, the way he treats him, but it was ever since he, he was a little kid, his dad was just so mean to him. Very sad. Just around the corner there's heartache. Down the street that losers that is um, Home of the Blues, Joaquin Phoenix um, from the movie Walk the Line. All right, the next the next one um, is another Elvis song. It's sung by Tyler Hilton, um, Milk Cow Blues Boogie. Um, and I think he this is playing on the radio um, when uh, in the movie when. Um, during the scene, but a little bit about the song Elvis Presley on guitar, accompanied by Scotty Moore on guitar and Bill Black on double bass, recorded a rockabilly version retitled Mel Cow Blues Boogie at Sun Records in November of in December, November or December, it says. I'm not sure which one, 1954. The arrangement was closer to Willis's version um, to the Android um, or Arnold, excuse me, original um, recording. There was some done before him. Um, Elvis began the song as a slow ballad and then adds a spoken interlude that halts after the first four lines. Hold it, fellas. They don't move me. Let's get real, real gone for a change. Prompting the trio to kick into rockabilly rockabilly gear all right well let's listen and see um milk cow blues tyler hilton Let me write that down, BP. It's not, that's not the word with, um, Mark Wahlberg, right? Oh, it is. It is. Oh, okay. You gotta get this OBS thing figured out. <laughs> OSB, OBS. All right, so that is Tyler Hilton playing Elvis. I'm um, singing the song Milk Cow Blues Boogie. All right, the next song um, is Shooter by it's going to be Shooter Jennings singing. That's the son of Waylene Jennings playing Waylene Jennings, his dad in the movie. Um, the song is I'm a Long Way From Home. Shooter Jennings performed in and portrayed his father in A Long Way Home, which I just said. That's all I had for you. So here it is. I'm a Long Way From Home, sung by Shooter Jennings. <laughs>
realize he was in that movie. Um, Tom Cruise. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Jennings playing his dad, Wayland Jennings. All right. So the next song, Cocaine Blues. Um, this is actually, yes, it's Joaquin Phoenix singing. Um, I didn't know if I could found this one or not. Um, Johnny Cash famously performed the song at his 1968 Folsom Prison concert. He replaced the lyrics San Quentin with Folsom and changed Come On You Hypes to Come On You Gotta Listen Unto Me, as well as using the provocative lyrics I Can't Forget the Day I Shot That Bad Bitch Down. Cash also altered the last line to lay off the whiskey instead of drink all you want. During the performance, which was released uncensored by Columbia Records in 1968, though other language was censored, um, Cash can be heard coughing occasionally. Later in the um, concert recording, he can be heard noting that singing the song nearly did his voice in. So here is Cocaine Blues, Joaquin Felix, Walk the Line. Jail. Early next morning, about half past nine, 
And when he's singing this song, man, the inmates are going crazy. They're loving it. It says, um, when I was arrested, I was where I was dressed in black is one of Johnny Cash's lyrics from his hit song, Cocaine Blues. The man in black was arrested in El Paso Airport in 1965 for smuggling anti-amphetamines from Mexico, um, according to um, The Outsider, which was depicted perfectly in Walk the Line. They do. They have him take the strings off of his guitar because he has it in the inside of his guitar. Um, the list wrote that Cash was arrested a total of seven times for drunkenness, drug position, and picking flowers at 2 a.m. This did not sit well with the conservative audience, but Cash did seem to mind as he knew he belonged with the crowd. It seemed hard times. So, yeah. And um, when he went, wait a minute. Yeah, when he went to the prison, he was clean. Right, ma'am, ma'am? I think he was. He was told, yeah, I'm remembering correctly. Um, he was, by the time he went to the prison um, and sung that song, he was um, pretty much clean. Um, so, yeah, we're going to move on to the next song. <clears throat> and it is Jackson, um, Joaquin Phillips, and Reese Witherspoon. Perfect. It all matches up. Thank you. Jackson is a song written in 1963 by Billy Ed Wheeler and Jerry Lieber. It achieved the most notable popularity with two 1967 releases, a country hit single by Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash, um, which reached number two on the Billboard Country Singles Chart. Um, this version was um, reprised by Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon performing as Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash in the 2025, 20, 2005, excuse me, film Walk the Line and also appears on the soundtrack. So here it is, Jackson. This is a good one. And this one, um, is in the scene when they're finally singing it and he won't start to sing and she's kind of looking at him like why won't you sing and he up until this point i don't know how many times he's asked her to marry him and she keeps saying no johnny no you know don't ask me again and um and so finally he's like i can't sing this song unless you marry me because you know we're saying we're married and so finally she says yes and they kiss Jackson. 
And Reese Witherspoon, Jackson. All right, we're going to move on to the next song I have, and it's I Got Stripes. Um, this one, it's the scene when June Carter introduces him, and he comes out completely wasted out of his mind um, and starts, well, he sings, and then he starts kicking the drums and falls on the stage and that's the start of his kind of, uh, where she helps him the first time, um, through the, the drugs and flushing them all down the toilet. Here's, I got stripes. That's when he's kicking the drums. Yeah, it was, uh, and um, they, I don't know, I never heard this before. Well, then some of them called, I'm sorry, I was reading about this. Some people called him J.R. Cash, and it said that was his actually his legal name at birth. I had no idea. Um, it was J.R. Cash because his parents couldn't um, agree on either John or Ray, so they called him J.R., and then he went by Johnny. So, huh, interesting little fact there. Um, all right, so that was I Got Stripes. This next song, um, Bad News. Okay, it's on here. Good. Um, wait, where's Time's a Wasting? Um, oh, Time's a Wasting. That was another one. Um, okay, this song, I have it on here first. It's because in the movie, this was a song that June Carter sung with her first husband, Carl Smith, Time's a Wasting. And when um, Joaquin, when um, Johnny was like trying to get with her, he would go on stage and he, at, during this time, he's like, wanted, he started to play the song and she's like, no, 
she didn't want to sing it because she thought it was disrespectful to her ex-husband who she just went through a divorce with. And back in those times, she got she got all kinds of slack. They were shopping in a store for fishing poles. Um, and this woman was, I, I told you last time, she was like getting on her case about how God was totally disappointed in her and, and how she's lucky that her parents didn't stop talking to her because she had a divorce. It was pretty sad. It was that kind of stuff. But again, then there was also good stuff like when they were fighting for him to get through his recovery and they stood by him. I mean, she, her, her mom, her dad, they weren't even married yet. And they went out there and stayed at his house and came out of the house with guns. The, the mom, her mom did when the drug dealer came to sell him drugs and stuff just to get him clean. So it was both good times and a bad times, but this is the one when um, she sung at times of wasting with car with her, um, first husband, and then I'll bring up this other one. Now I've got arms, and I've got arms, let's get together and use those arms, let's go, time's wasting. <laughs> I've got lips, and I've got lips, let's get together and use those lips, let's go. So that's her with her first husband, and here um, she is with, uh, here it is with uh, Joaquin and Reese. to the next song um a boy named sue i think that's all of them that i have to play on this device yay boy named sue um this is live at um san quentin prison the one that i'm gonna play i'm pretty sure yeah all right a boy named sue the song written by humorous children's author and poet shell stevenson and made famous by johnny cash the song tells the tale of a young man's quest for revenge on a father who abandoned him at three years of age and whose only contribution to his entire life was giving him a guitar and the name Sue. 
commonly a feminine name, which resulted in the young man suffering from ridic um, ridicule and harassment by everyone he meets. Ashamed by his name, he becomes a hard-hearted nomad um, as a young man. He swears that he'll find and kill his father for giving him that awful name. The live San Quentin version of song became Johnny's um, Cash's biggest hit on the Billboard Hot 100s chart and his only top 10 single there, spending three weeks at number two in 1969. Here it is, Boy Named Sue, Johnny Cash. Well, my daddy left home when I was three and he didn't leave much for Ma and me. Just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Now, I don't blame him because he's running head, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left, he went and named me Sue. Well, he must have thought that it was quite a joke, and it got a lot of laughs from a lot of folks. Hi, Miss Bella. How are you? I hope you're well. Some gal would giggle and I'd get rid We all haven't followed Miss Bella. Give her a follow. Life ain't easy for a boy named Sue. Happy Friday to you. I grew up quick and I grew up mean. My fist got hard and my wits got keen. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing this show. I had my shame. But I made me a vow to the moon and stars. I'd search the honky tonks and bars and kill that man and give me that awful name. Well, it was Gatlinburg in mid-July, and I just hit town, and my throat was dry. I thought I'd stop and have myself a brew. At an old saloon on a street of mud, there at a table, dealing stud, sat a dirty mangy dog that named me Sue. Well, I knew that snake was my own sweet dad from a worn-out picture that my mother had, and I knew that scar on his cheek and his evil eye. He was very and old, and I looked at him, and my blood ran cold, and I said, My name How is How are Sue. you, my friend? How do you do? Are you going to die? Yeah, that's what I told him. Well, I hit him hard right between the eyes, and he went down, but to my surprise, come up with a knife and cut off a piece of my ear. But I busted a chair right across his teeth and we crashed through the wall and into the street, kicking and a gouging in the mud and the blood and the beer. That is Johnny Cash, of course, in the song A Boy Named Sue, off the album Live San Quentin, 1969. All right, we have um, one more song um, from the, no, was this in the movie? I'm trying to think. Um... No, I think this is the start of all the extra ones. So that was the soundtrack um, to Walk the Line. Now, the rest of the songs are just additional Johnny Cash songs. Um, this one is him with um, the Highway Men. If you've never heard of them, you need to check them out. They've been around for a long time and they're great. The song is Ghost Riders in the Sky. Johnny Cash covered the song Ghost Riders in the Sky in 1979. The song was originally written and recorded by Stan Jones in 1948. The song tells the story of a cowboy who encounters a ghostly herd of cattle and their doomed riders in the sky. The song has a haunting melody and has been covered by many artists over the years. According to an article by I Love Classic Rock, the song serves as a warning to a cowboy that he would one day be damned along with them 
And destined to attempt the chase, the devil's heard across the unending sky if he doesn't change his ways. Johnny Cash's version of the song spent a whopping 16 weeks straight on the billboard, which was a quite impressive mark for a cover. But again, this one is The Highwayman. Here is Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Waylene Jennings, and Chris Christopherson, The Highwayman, Ghost Riders in the Sky. Cowpoke went riding out one dark and windy day. Along the ridge he rested as he went along his way. All at once somebody heard of red-eyed cows he saw. Flying through the ragged rut. Oh yes, there's a great place to get some coffee, BP. <laughs> what is up? Coffeeville. Well, you need to follow Yancey for Coffeeville Department of Memes for one thing on Facebook. A boat of fear went through him as they thundered through the skies. For he saw the riders coming hard and he heard their mournful cry. And if you've never, ever been lucky enough to try Coffeeville coffee, especially the wayward sign, and I'm not. I don't get paid by these guys. I was lucky and blessed enough to be gifted a bag of this stuff, coffee, um, Wayward Sun coffee from Coffeeville Coffee. And it is awesome. I can't imagine that the rest of their stuff is bad, but it is really, really good coffee. Let me copy and paste this. And bam. There you go. And you know what I like about this brand too? Sorry, Highwaymen. Is that they support their community. They're a small business that supports their community. That's the best. We as a community need to support people like that. There's enough damn Starbucks around already, people. <laughs> Even though I do like their pistachio cold cream in its back. <laughs> if somebody else would make it, I'd go buy it from them. Take a minute and look at that song. That's Riders in the Sky by the Highwaymen. The video is really great. Thank you, Bam Bam, for reminding me of it. In fact, I when I was packing my CDs, I'm like, oh, look, there's the Highwaymen. I, I told them that I know we have that. Um, all right. So another song. These are going to be ones that um, he redid. The first one is going to be Personal Jesus. I mean, it's off the um, American for the Man That Comes Around al album. Um, Johnny Cash covered the song Personal Jesus 
Originally performed by Depeche Mode, when asked why he chose to cover the song, Johnny Cash said, I heard that as a gospel song. And if you think of it as a gospel song, it re- it works really well. We didn't have any major um, disagreement over the song. I just heard that a couple of people had recorded it and the writer wanted me to do it. Um, I did it and I loved it. Um, Johnny Cash was a devout Christian and he saw his music as a way to spread the gospel. He believed that covering personal Jesus, um, he could reach a wider audience and touch more lives. The song is more stripped down because Johnny Cash wanted it to be more personal. He knows the message of the song, so he wants to give justice to the cover. Excuse me. This is why um, Johnny is respected not only by country fans, but all music fans. It's because of the passion that he pours into his performances. Here is Johnny Cash, Personal Jesus. Oh, yeah, Yancey, you need to put your stuff on Podbean Podcast Nation. Someone to hear your prayers, someone who cares. Your own personal Jesus. Someone to hear your prayers, someone who's there. Feeling unknown and you're all alone, flesh and bone, by the telephone. Lift up the receiver, I'll make you a believer. Take second best, put me to the test. Things on your chest, you need to confess. I will deliver, you know I'm a forgiver. Reach out and touch faith. Reach out and touch faith. <laughs> Can you see he's singing that in church, like getting down, singing that song? That is I'm Personal Jesus, Johnny Cash, his rendition. It's off the album American Four, The Man That Comes Around. Both the American Four, American Five, good, good albums. All right, we're going to move on. Um, this next one is off American Five, a hundred highways. Oh, turn that off. Um, um, this one is if I if you could read my mind. Um, I'll just play a little bit of it. It's a slower song. Of course, it's the Gordon Lightfoot song. Um, he actually the song was written about Lightfoot's um, deteriorating marriage. Um, to his first wife, Britta. But Cash's version of the song was recorded months after um, his wife, June Carter, um, passed away. So he was sad about her um, gone. So that is why he covered the song. If you could read my mind. Hello, Erin. Welcome. 
If you could read my mind, love well, you could hear it in his voice. My thoughts could tell just like an old time movie about a ghost from a wishing well in a castle dark or a fortress strong with chains around my feet. It's so sad. You can so hear it in his you voice know, how much he misses her. You know, you can't. And <sighs> I will never be set free. As long as there's a ghost that you can't see. If I could read your mind, love, what a tale your thoughts would tell. Just like a paperback novel, the kind that drugstores sell. When you reach the park, that is Johnny Cash and his rendition of If You Could Read My Mind off of the album American Five, A Hundred Highways, dedicated to his wife. So sad. Makes my heart sad. All right, let's move on. Um, and the next one he redid is God's Gonna Cut You Down. Um, Cash's version of the song was really re-released as the lead single from his post-harmonious release album in 2006. A music video directed by Tony Kaye was made for this version um, three years after Cash's death. The video features nearly 40 celebrities, including Justin Timberlake, Iggy Pop, Kanye West, Bono, Chris Martin of Coldplay, um, Anthony Kiedis of Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, which there's going to be a new biopic about him, and I can't wait for it to come out. Um, Flea, um, Adam Levine, um, Keith Richards, Cheryl Crow, Graham Nash, Mick Jones, Johnny Depp, among others, wearing all black in tribute to the singer. The video won a Grammy Award for the best music video in 2008. Here's God's Gonna Cut You Down, Johnny Cash. <laughs> Thank you, Bam Bam. Thank you, BP. And you are welcome, Erin. Run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. 